Hi everyone, my name is Jessica Veal and I'm the creator of the PA process. This podcast is dedicated to giving advice to pre-PA students, connecting with current PA students, and anything related to the PA profession as a whole. Thanks for tuning in today and let's get started. Hey everyone, in this episode of the PA process, let's revisit the CASPA application. The 2020 CASPA cycle opens on April 30th. Exciting, right? Now, if you're thinking that, you know, the work begins then, you are gravely mistaken. There is so much that you could be doing right now to prepare yourself for this cycle. For example, go ahead and order a personal copy of your transcripts. This does not take the place of the transcript that you must send to CASPA directly. However, if you order your personal copy ahead of time, once the cycle opens on April 30th, you can go ahead and input your grades. Please know that if you don't want to deal with the hassle of inputting your grades personally, you can take advantage of the CASPA Professional Transcript Entry Service, which is where they will input your grades for you. As we all know, there there isn't anything in life that's free. So for $69, they will input one to three transcripts. For $95, four to six transcripts. And for $145, seven or more transcripts. This is a personal decision. There isn't a right or wrong answer, in my opinion. It's just whatever you can afford. Next, you can go ahead and start making a spreadsheet of the schools that you want to apply to and things that are important to you in a PA program. So, I looked up the 2019 student report that's put out by PAEA, and I found the top five reasons that an applicant applies to PA school or to a certain PA school. This includes the program's reputation, if the program is in a desirable location, opportunities to gain clinical experience, quality program facilities such as labs and equipment, and a high pants pass rates. These are all things that you might want to include in your spreadsheet in addition to like things such as prerequisites for the program, the types of letters of recommendation the programs require, the number of hours or patient care hours, I should say, that the program requires, things like that. All of this can go ahead and be in your spreadsheet and you can fill it in to make sure that you have met program requirements. The worst thing you can do in a situation or in a process that you're already having to dedicate a lot of time and money is to apply to a program and not have met the minimum requirements. A lot of programs will go ahead and weed you out before someone even looks at your application if you don't meet the minimal requirements. So just make sure that ahead of time you've already crossed your T's and dotted your I's in this situation. And I found that a spreadsheet can really help in this case. 
you can also go ahead and start calculating, you know, how many programs you're going to apply to and the cost associated with this. CASPA charges $179 for the first program you apply to and $55 for each additional program. Again, referencing the 2019 PAEA annual student report, more applicants selected that they spent between $500 and $999 when applying to PA school. This did not include the cost of applying to PA programs like previously, such as if they were re-applicants, um, or any non-mandatory expenses, such as if the person went on a campus visit, if the person um, had to buy new interview clothing, the cost of prerequisites. This was pretty much just how much people spent on CASPA applications and supplemental applications. So if you're unaware, some programs will still require you to put, sorry, to pay a supplemental fee to apply to their program. A lot of times there's this additional application that is specific to the individual program and they want you to pay a fee associated with it. So in case you didn't know, applying to PA school is definitely expensive. So go ahead right now and make sure that you have your ducks in a row that you have adequately allocated for PA school expenses, or I should say pre-PA school expenses. You can also go ahead and reach out to the individuals that are going to write your letters of recommendation. This is also where the spreadsheet can come into you know, play. Each program have varying requirements for who they want to see a letter of recommendation from. So if you look and you see, okay, some of my programs definitely want a recommendation letter from a PA, then you know, okay, I have to ask a PA. If someone wants a letter of recommendation from an academic, you know, faculty member, then you keep that in mind. If someone wants someone that can vouch for your clinical experience, then you might want to ask a supervisor. But by having this spreadsheet, you can know, all right, these programs require this, this program requires this, that, and then I can go in and say, I need to make sure I ask a PA, a supervisor, and a faculty member, and I can cover all the requirements for all the PA schools. Once you have this information, you know who to ask. Go ahead and reach out to these individuals now. It doesn't hurt to say, hey, I'm applying to PA school this cycle. I would love if you can write a letter of recommendation on my behalf. It doesn't mean that they need to write it right now, but they can have it on their radar. You let them know the application opens April 30th, that you will input their email address on that date, and that you will check back to make sure they have received it on the 30th. Also, give them a clear-cut deadline as to when you need them to submit the application, sorry, to submit their reference letter. So if you want to give them two weeks or three weeks after the application opens, then do so. But even in that case, that's still mid-May 
when you're having them submitted by, which is still very early in the cycle. If you want to even submit earlier than that, you can say, hey, I'm giving you the heads up. You can go ahead and start working on my letter. So that way, once the application hits, you can have a week to submit it. Whatever works for your personal timeline. But definitely have a timeline. You should know, okay, the application opens on April 30th. I'm trying to have... X number of applications submitted by the end of May. I definitely recommend the earlier you apply to programs, especially if they are operating on a rolling admission cycle, to apply early. So my second time applying, I applied to some programs by the end of May, early June. I had all of my applications in. And so this is something that I definitely recommend having a timeline. This will keep you on time and also give you set deadlines to give others. Also, at this point, you can be fine-tuning your personal statement. If you have not started your personal statement yet, do so now. And I repeat, if you have not started your personal statement yet, do so now. You want to have time to at least have two people to review your personal statement. And you want to give them time to actually review it. You don't want to give someone your personal statement and then say, hey, I need this back tomorrow. Give them at least a week or so. So if you start now, have your personal statement done, then maybe by the beginning of April, you're sending it to your first person, giving them two weeks or giving them a week and a half or however long you want to give them. Get it back, make the revision, send it to the next person, and you can still get it back in time to have it ready for April 30th. So go ahead, be working on your personal statement, sending it out to the people you want to review it, and that way you can have it in time enough for the application to open. Lastly, for my reapplicants. If you have previously applied to PA school, which in the 2019 PAEA student report that was recently put out, 33.2% of matriculating students had reapplied to PA school at least one time. So you are not alone. If this is you, when you log into CASPA, log in with your previous username and password from a previous cycle. This will allow the system to pull in information from previous cycles so that you don't have to start from scratch. This can save you valuable time when reapplying to PA school. As I have previously stated in other episodes, don't shy away from applying to those schools that you had either gotten rejected from or waitlisted at. This will show the school that you really want to attend their program And I really believe this shows them that you are dedicated and that goes a long way. Before I end this episode, I wanted to mention that if you haven't checked out episode two, CASPA and prereqs, do so. I just wanted to revisit this topic because the cycle is about to open, but I have previously put out a podcast episode dedicated to this, which goes into a little bit more detail into like GRE, shadowing, um, patient care hours. So it would definitely be a great episode to look at. If you've already listened to it, then this is just kind of in addition to what I previously stated. 
as always, stay tuned for my tip of the day. With this tip, I want to discuss something that is relevant to the upcoming CASPA cycle. How many of you are thinking, how many PA programs should I apply to? Unfortunately, there is no right or wrong answer. Someone could apply to one program and get accepted. Someone could apply to 30 and get declined from all. Unfortunately, these are the realities. I did come across a reference to a PAEA student survey that stated the likelihood of getting into PA school capped out somewhere between 8 to 12 applications. My advice Apply to as many or as few schools that you feel like you need to, to feel comfortable with your cycle. With that being said, good luck to everyone applying to PA school this year.